Okay. Good morning, gentlemen. So, we are on Beis Amid Beis, and we're trying to understand uh, the, the order of the Mishnah, why it explained the, the, the things that it did the way that it did. The Mishnah uh, is t- talking about different... There's, we quoted from the first Ran in the beginning of the... on yesterday, that you have your basic vow, uh, which is standard where you used all the right words, and then we had your kinuyav, where you used a funny word. Uh, we've typically used that word for a nickname, where you used other words, but they aren't as clear. And how do we know if you use them, those other words that it would be binding? You know, a common use of that word kinoy is for the name of Hashem, where you use the name God or Almighty. So there are many rules about using Hashem's name in vain. Well, what about if you don't use the name, but you use the kinoi, the word almighty, or the rabbonish, the master of the world, or one of these other words? But, so again, so that's another set of teachings, whether you, what, the use of kinuyim, and we'll see more about that today. And then the third thing was about yados, about using, just saying part of, of what you mean. So those are the, 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 the basic rules, the standard vow, the kinuyav, the uh, funny way of saying it, or the nickname, and then the partial. But which one did we explain first? We explained that the, the examples in the Mishnah were yados, were partials. So why, if we started off mentioning the nicknames first, did we give examples of the partials? So that was the question of the Gemara. Um, let's start... Um, from the word velifrish, right in the middle of the page, kinuyim beresha. So um, the we should explain according to um, that if this is true, that the first thing in the Mishnah is kinuyim, is these types of vows that are said in other words to explain the same thing. So they should be explained right away. So the Gemara answered, "Ahu deselak minei The thing that's learned last. Uh, that the Mishnah finishes with gets explained first. Uh, and that, that's, uh, where do we see this? So we started bringing examples. We started, uh, so the first one is from tonight. With what are you allowed to light the Shabbos candles? What shouldn't you light? There are certain kinds of oils that stink or they sputter. So which one do we explain? We explain the second thing first. So you see from here that it's common to explain the final teaching of the Mishnah first. So here also, even the final teaching was about partials, about the Yados, that gets explained first. Mama told them in mind, what should you, what are you allowed to bury in hot coals and what are you not allowed to go? Ain't told them you don't, we explain the second part first. So the bottom line is, all, we have three proofs that you always explain the second half, uh, the, the, the last rule mentioned gets explained first. And the Gemara says, well, wait a second. Any time where you, something is in the beginning, doesn't it get explained first? Don't, don't we see, you brought me three proofs, not like that, I'll bring you five proofs that you explain first things first. But tonight, we explain the thing that's inherited first. What do we explain first? that permitted to their husbands and forbidden to their husbands' brothers. Some things need the oil and the frankincense. These do need. 
Yesh tana gasha vein tain tinufa tinufa lo gasha elu tana gasha. Yesh bechol anachah im bechol lekohen bechol lekohen bechol. I didn't go so fast yesterday, right? Eizah bechol anachah im bechol lekohen. So the bottom line is, we have these five examples where the Mishnah, the Mishnayis, listed a first thing and then a second thing, and then the first thing that gets explained is the first thing. So if that's true, why over here do we explain this second thing first? So the Gemara says, well, maybe the reason is, Halan, those are, Mishum uh there are many dinim, Meferishahu de Pasak Beresha. So since there are many things, uh, they, um, we explain the first thing first because it, 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 it's a, if it was only something small, we could always get back to it. But since it's the main body of root, maybe it has to do with the volume. So Morris says, well, what about over there? There are not that many rules over there. And uh, so then we should have explained the first thing first. And the low afshay, that's not a lot of things. And uh, what do we explain? Yotze uh, Begamo. We do go back to the beginning, even though it's not a lot of things. So the bottom line is, we tried a short theory, and that theory bit the dust. So we're back to the drawing board. Why is it oh, sometimes we seem to start with the, the, explain the first thing, and sometimes we ex- start the second thing? So now we begin today's page, and the first answer that nobody likes, Lavdafka, uh, and that answer is, that um, there is no hard rule about what we explain. There's no special, uh, special rule. Lav dafka, which means it doesn't, it's not specific. Zimnin, sometimes, sometimes they explain the thing that um, uh, we started with first. Mefarish, uh, we explain, ahuda pasuk, the first thing we quoted, that gets explained first. And Zimnan, Hahuda Saluk, sometimes the thing that we mentioned last, Mefarish Beresha. So, really, it's, not, it's just one of those things. You can't really focus on that. It's not, sometimes we want to know, it's, it's hard to figure out when you have a good question, when you don't have a good question. Which, it, it, did the Mishnahis pick it for a deliberate reason? And is there some deep, dark secret as to why sometimes? So, the first answer is no, Lav Dafka. It doesn't have a set. Uh, way of doing things. Or Eboy Seima, if you don't like that answer, we'll give you a real answer. Really, Eboy Seima, Yados, Asimidrasha. I'll tell you why, in our case, we explained uh, the partials first. Uh, we're calling the word Yad a partial, a hand. A hand means that it's just not the whole vow, but all you've said is a hand. You've begun the vow. Uh, we've also talked about it as the word handles like the handle of a vessel. It's the, uh, you're not holding on the whole thing. You're just giving us a handle. Enough to grab onto. Enough to grab onto. So why would that be explained first? So really, we, uh, the, what we, we want to say is you sh- it should be first come, first serve. We should always explain the first thing first. And all those Mishnahis where it explains the second thing first, there has to be a reason. So why over here, do, we, since we started with Kinuyim, why do not we explain Kinuyim first? Why do we explain Yaros first? So the answer is, Yaros are, we have to figure them out. They, they, the Torah doesn't say it explicitly. We learn it out from Adrasha. So it's a famous rule that, that those things that we had to work on a little bit or took a little work to figure <sighs> out, they get explained first. 
That's what it wants to say. Since it, we learn it out from Madrasha, it gets uh, it gets precedence. Uh, it gets explained first. Um, that's answer number one. Um, Is that because our Curiosity is piqued on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, words, we're, we're given we're given a partial, and so we're wondering, you know, what is that as compared to something that's mephorish? So I wouldn't say it's our curious. The fact that that it was rabbinic and that we had to f- work on it, so uh, therefore it needs more explanation. I have a lipsic Um Therefore, um, so we explain it first. So misa pasuk ganuyim. Uh, we be um, I I have a lipstick hadden beratia, and um, so well, so we're saying we learn out from Adrasha, that's why we explained it first. Well, why don't we begin first and explain the Kanuyim first because those are even. Stronger than a rabbinic law of a lissak hadamaratia, misak pasabikanuim de raisa baratia. Vahadamafresh yad asale midrasha. So um the um maybe the uh, maybe we should do the um uh there is a rashi here, he says ki pasak bikanuim de raisa it's not a Rashi, it's a Ran. Wouldn't wouldn't we begin with the so the so let, let, I, I didn't explain that question well. So our answer was the reason it, it gives an example and explains Yados first are because Yados are a little more complicated, they're rabbinic, and we rather do rabbinic things first. Uh, because it's special to us. And, and, and we're all asking exactly why, but accept that concept first, that we want to explain those things that we need to learn from Madrasha get explained first because they're special to us. So then the question is, why don't we then, if it's true that we like Yados first, so then let's say Yados first. Why say Yados second and explain it first? So that's the question now. Well, then open up by saying Yados um, and then uh, why? So why is it we said that it's explained first because it's it's beloved to us because it it, it it's it's complicated rabbinic drasha. So then why don't we begin with it? The lifsik begin with four lines from the top. So then begin with yados. So the more answers mifsik pasabikinuyim diaraisa Now we open up with the simple basics. We start off with the Torah things first. And then we get to Yados uh, uh, that are learned out from Midrasha. So the more said, Well, um, so again, we're playing popularity concept, content. We got two basic rules. We got the rules of Kinuyim and we got the rules of Yados. And it's, uh, we're saying that you mention Kinui first and you uh, give examples of Yados uh, first. And we said, well, why, did, why do we give the examples of Yadus first? Well, that's because it's a drasha. Well, why, why do we list Kinuyim first? Because Kinuyim are listed more directly. So the Lord said, That works if you say that the, a Kinuy is just a strange way of saying it. It's a foreign way of saying it. It's a other language. Uh, it's just a, but it, it's really Menatora. But there's another view that what is a kinui? 
Akinoi are other ways that the rabbis gave you of saying it. That actually Akinoi is also the Rabbanin. My Ikala Meimar. So now this throws <coughs> a monkey wrench into the whole thing. <laughs> so let, we started off with a question, why do we explain first the second set of rules, the Yados, before we explain the, the first set of rules, the Kinuyim? And our answer was, we love drushes. Drushes are amazing. Drushes are terrific. Drushes are, they get first billing. I, why don't we say it first? Well, the first thing, we start off with the simple things, and then we mention the drushes, and, but we explain the drushes first. But if you say that a kinoi is also a drusha, so then that throws, the, then everything falls. We're saying, we've been assuming that a kinoi is minatora, is direct, and then the yados are the drusha. But now the Gemara is saying that that depends. It depends on how you define a kinoi. If a kinoi is just another language, so that's really Minat Torah. And the Torah tells us that even however you say it, it's binding. But if you say that a kinui is um, a rabbinic uh, uh, type of saying it, so we're back to the drawing board. They're both rabbinic, so to speak. They're both drushas. And if they're both drushas, why do we pick one and not the other? My ikala meimar. Drusha means drabanon, or it means, or it means that it's, uh, I mean, a drusha is usually the raisa, isn't it? Yeah, but it, okay, it takes work to figure out. It takes uh, okay. Um, it uh, it's uh, it it involves it involves the um, in, involves interpretation. The yeah, involves the, that's right. So, uh, but the bottom line is that it comes out that the if kinuyim were invented by the rabbis or was in, invented with, um, uh, then uh, the, then why do why do why does uh, uh, why would Back to the drawing board, why would a drusha be better than a kinui? So the Gemara says, Meek uh, Hatani, who says Yados? So now the Gemara gives a very interesting answer. Uh, if you'll remember that early on we said that our Mishnah was one of those ones that left out a few things. We explained that our Mishnah was the Ksuri Mekser of a Hachitan. A certain amount of Mishnayas are always written, uh, the, they were transmitted with some things missing. So actually, did our Mishnah say Yados? It didn't even mention Yados. Didn't we say it was missing something? So you know what? The problem was, when we added what we were missing, we added it in the wrong place. Let's go and list Yados first. Let's list Yados, Kol Yados, Nidorim, Kinedorim. Let's start off with Yados, for Kol Kinedorim, Kinedorim. Because Yados are more chaviv because they are midrasha, and that fixes everything. The Elu, these are the Yados, and what are the Kinuyim? Those are Konam, Kona, Konas. So that solves all the problems. So basically, we, uh, we, um, our, our question was on the order of our Mishnah. We explained the second thing first, and the end, so first we wanted to say, well, the second thing, the Yados are midrasha. But then we said there's a view the Kinuyim are also a drasha. So our answer is, really, Yados aren't second. When we put it back in, whoever put it back in needed to put it back in first. So if you put it back in first, it's mentioned first and it's explained first. The Mishnah reads perfectly. Once you're fixing our Mishnah, fix it all the way. Uh, read it like this. The, the, there's Yados and there's Kinuyim, and then let's explain the Yados. And so... Uh, if you, once, if you fix it like that, everything is hunky-dory. Everything fits in, and uh, so we're fine. Uh, okay, 
So now we can go back to we understand the order. Um, and that's an important concept that once you need to fix something, fix it in a way that you don't have questions. You're, you're saying we miss some, we're missing something. There's a mistake here. We left something out. So, and then just push it back in. And then you say, well, why? Do we, if it's there, we got questions. So, but you had no reason to put it there. Maybe you put it in the wrong spot. Put it first. And then you don't have any questions. And so that's what we've done over here. So it comes out, the first thing in the Mishnah are partials. And th- those are drushes. And those are explained first. And everything is gavaldic. Okay. So now the Gemara says, Vayados heikhiksiv. And where do we, what is the drusha that we do learn out the partials from? And now we'll explain what the drushas are. Um, you can understand, by the way, why we like the first answer. Ah, it's Lavdafka. <laughs> it's, it's also a similar answer that it's very difficult to ask questions when we're missing something in our original version. That's really what it comes down to. We always are uncomfortable to say Lavdafka. It's, it's always every letter matters, every word, the sequencing and theater of things, smichus, everything. Right, so once we know we're missing something and we don't have the original lecture, it's very hard to infer because it's almost like inferring from a translation, you know, because we know it's not the, um, it may not be the d- direct original text. Uh, but this way reads very well. It comes out the Mishnah, mentions the partials first, and then the kinuyim, and then we explain the partials. Okay, so now that we're explaining partials, we can begin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This whole concept of chesurim it comes up fairly often in the Gemara. Is It's like, it's like it always bombarded me. There was like a rabbit that they pulled out of a hat, and what gives them the right to monkey with a Mishnah? Was there some sort of a misora that there were some Mishnayas that were less complete than others? That's a good question. I don't know. I, and how would you know which ones? Oh, okay, it's just missing. Just add in the words and make it all. Um, the only thing yeah, I do know... All you, have to do, right, all you have to do is rewrite it. It's simple, right? That's right. No you problem. rewrite it. And that's right. That's right. But it's all intentional. Uh, right. So, Rev Huttner has a piece that if we knew things were missing, why didn't they fix it? Um, and so, he says that it was intentional, that, but you're asking how do we know which ones it was intentionally left out? So, right. In other words, is there some... Uh, so I, I think you have to look at each one and see if there's something going... So I would say over here, it, it is, it's striking that we mention one first and we explain the second one. And in Pirkei Avos, we say you're supposed to explain first things first. So why would we explain the second thing first? So first we wanted to say, well, there are a few other cases we do, but then we showed that there are five cases where you don't. And so uh, that's how we got to where we are. Okay, but let's go... Assuming we solve that, uh, that why we explain the second thing first, maybe it's really the first thing, and then first things first. And so that thing is yados. So now we want to know, how do you know, uh, how do we know this concept that, e- that a vow is binding, even if you didn't say everything, as long as you said enough that we get a handle on it. So how do you know that? So the yados takes exif. So the Gemara's question is, where does it say yados? Because it says, ishki yafli. Lindur Neder Nazir Lahazir Lashem. That's a Pasik. Vitani and this Pasik is by Nazir. Why does it say Nazir Lahazir? It uses extra expressions that there are multiple ways that you can turn yourself into a Nazir. Lasus Kinaziris Kinaziros. It comes to tell you if you say it in another language, you also become a Nazir. And the Yadus Naziris Kinaziris, and even if you only said partial, you also become a Nazir. So by Nazir, we have a special lima that these other types of 
ways of saying it turn you into a Nazir. Well, that's the, the kind of vow called the Nazir vow. But what about regular vows? It compares the two. It compares the vows that a Nazir makes to regular vows. And regular vows to Nazir vows. My Nazir vows, just like Nazir vows, if you only say a little bit, it's enough to make you, get you in trouble and turn you into a Nazir. Nadorim too. Umay Nadorim over Baal Yachol Baal Tacher, just like you make a promise and you break it, you're in big trouble. Or if you make a promise and you don't keep it right away, you've considered, you've delayed, you're in big trouble. Af Naziris, also if you promise to be a Nazir, you can't say, I met many years from now, over Baal Yachol Baal Tacher. You're in trouble if you delay or you don't do it. Umay Nadorim Ma'ab Mefer Nidre Bito, and just like with a vow. A father can tell his daughter over my dead body, Ubal Mefer Nedre Ishto, and a husband can tell a wife, I don't agree. Af Naziris, also by Naziris, if, if a father, uh, if the daughter says, I'm going to become a Nazar. Now, by the way, Nazar also gets bald. You know, that doesn't, you know, it take a long time for the girl to grow her hair back. So the father says, No, I don't want you to do that. Uh, not everybody would want to marry a Nazira. No wine, right? And a husband can nullify his wife's Naziris. So basically we compare Naziris to Nidarim and we learn out many halachas through that hekish. Well, why do we have to learn the hekish from the Nazir words? Nidarim nami haksiv lindor nether. By not, uh, that we, we said that there's uh, extra words that tell you that there are multiple forms of Nazar vows. Well, why don't we learn out from Linder Neder that there's multiple forms of regular vows? Why do we have to go to an obscure case of Nazar to teach you that there are multiple ways to make a vow? There, there's there's, a, there, there's a, a, the word used by Nadorim also that's in multiple ways. Linder Neder. And why do we even need to go to Nazar at all? Let's just learn that, that whenever you double a word, it's coming to tell you that there's, there's many ways to do it. So let's learn everything from Nader Lindor instead of learning out from Nazar Lahazar. So Morris said, you're right. Ikas of Nader Lindor. Had it said uh, the first word, Nader, and then Lindor, then you're right. We would have said there's multiple ways to make a Nader. But Kedixiv Nazar Lahazar, just like it said by the Nazar, Kedikamras. Lo Sarakakesha, then we wouldn't even need to make the comparison to Nazar. But Hashedixiv Linder Lender, but it said Linder first. So uh, therefore, that threw us off. Maybe that's just a manner of speaking. So our question was um, how do we know that you, there are multiple ways to make a vow? So we said we learn out from Nazar. Because by Nazar, it uses a double form, Nazar Lahazar. So the Gemara says, well, Nadorim also uses a double form. But it uses a double form in a funny way. And so it's possible to say that that's just a manner of speaking. And so, therefore, we need to learn out from Nazar that it's not just a manner of speaking, but it's telling us that there are multiple ways to make a vow. There is... This view, by the way, is very similar to Lav Dafka. This view is, why does the Torah sometimes add a, an extra word or two when it explains something? So the concept is, Torah Sometimes the Torah speaks the way we speak. 
meaning that sometimes it'll add, a, we are wordy people. We sometimes throw, say something we don't need to say. It's just, it's a normal manner of speaking to throw in certain words to make a fullness of language. So there is a view that sometimes the Torah ha- has a word that technically it could have left off. But, the Torah speaks like people do. But actually, that's a maklokus, whether you say that. Rabbi, the suggestion is therefore, if it's Lashem B'nai Adam, therefore, it's, it's learn anything. It's Lavdafka. Don't learn anything extra from it? Right. That's right. It so sounds like Lavdafka. It sounds like Lavdafka, exactly. Yeah. Um, if you want, let's look at the bottom Rashi, who's not Rashi. Lo Dibre Torah Kalashim Adam. Um, the Torah doesn't waste a word. And anytime the Torah writes something extra, it's for a drasha. And not because it's lav dafka, it talks like we do, where we say things that don't need to be said. Okay. So, um, well, so, um, but again, so our basic question was, how do we know there are multiple ways to make a vow? So we learn out from Nazar. Aye, why do we need to learn out from the Hekish of Nazar? Let's learn out from the Dorm. The answer is, but it, it switched the order in a way that was unusual. So the Gemara says, well, you could just say that's the manner of speaking. So that works if you say the Torah sometimes says things in a manner of speaking, but not everybody agrees. So, uh, but according to the one who says the Torah never uses a lashna of speaking, so then there is something extra here. So what do we do with high neder linder, my avidle? Because we have, we have both. We have nazir lahazir and neder linder. So we have multiple ways of seeing multiple kinds of vows. So two lines from the bottom. We learn out from Nadorim uh, that even partial Nadorim are Nadorim. Umakesh Nazirus Nadorim, and we learn out Nazirus from Nadorim. So it comes out if we learn out from Nadir Linder, so now we need to know what do you do with Nazir Lahazir? <laughs> we, we have multiple, so Nazir Lahazir Dorishle, what do we learn over there? We learn out a whole new thing, Malamid. So again, basically, sometimes the Torah uses two words when it could have used one word. So the question is, every time the Torah uses a double form, does it teach us something? So according to this, we're saying, yeah, it does. So, well, if it does, why do we need neder lindor nazar lahazar? So neder lindor is to tell you, even a partial vow, you, you got yourself in trouble. Uh, but what do we need nazar lahazar? We use another teaching. As we turn the page, shenaziris chalaniziris. The teaching is that you can get a double whammy. That if you're a nazar and you add on, that uh, you get double. Let's see the Ran. Uh, on the right, let's run through the Ran. Shinazir's Kanazir's Kigon. Omar, Hareini Nazir Hayom. Hareini Nazir Hayom. You said twice, I'm a Nazir today, I'm a Nazir today. So is that double? Delo Armin Desagile Bishloshim Yom. We don't say that we only hit you with one 30 day Nazir period. Elit Sorok Lim Noshte Naziros. You doubled it. You can double it. You said, I'm a Nazar. And then you said, I'm a Nazar. So now you double Nazar. You Nazared yourself over. You doubled yourself. So we learn out from Nazar Lahazir. You might have said that you're just reinforcing your Naziris. We say no. If you, we say that you, you can multiply your Naziris. Meaning this month. This month, yeah. Another 30 days. Okay, back to the mark. So that's a very nice drasha. 
But and it seems like everybody agrees that if you said Nazar twice, you got to do sixty days instead of just thirty. But according to the one who said the wording is lavdafka, so then how would you know that? Dorish lasos yados unizirus kenizirus. So according to the one who learns out um, that it's Dibe Torah Kalosh Mayadam, and Nazir Lahazir is used to tell you Nidorim, Lasos Yadus Nizirus Nizirus, Shinizirus Khan is it. So, how will you know that a Nazir is Chalal Nazir? So, Lumor says, Hanichis for a Kamandium A Nizirus. Well, maybe he doesn't, he holds that it doesn't double. That when you say, I'm a Nazir, I'm a Nazir, it doesn't double. So, that solves the problem. You don't have to learn that out. El, but the Ela is for a Kamad, but if you hold that it does double, Nizirus Khal Nizirus. Menole, how do you know? So the Gemara answers, Nemekra Lizor, my Lahazir, it has an extra hay over there. Shmaminatarti. So you can learn out two things from there. So you, basically, from Nazir Lahazir, you can learn that it's uh, either double Niziros, or you can learn out that there are multiple ways to make a vow. There are multiple ways to skin this cat. Okay. But Rava Omri and Eretz Israel, they learned it like this. Is Tanadamafikle Yodos. Some people learn out partials min linder leder. It's tanin amafikle, and some people learn it out from a different source. Um, so it, it, basically, what we're questioning is: Do we have this drasha from the double language? It says neder linder. Is that unusual? Does that teach us something, or is it lashem benayadam? Is it just the way people talk? So, but if you say that it's the way people talk and it really doesn't teach us something, so how will we know that there are multiple ways to make a vow? So the answer is, we learn out from the following. Do whatever comes out of your mouth, you got to do. Uh, and so that's an extra expression. It comes to tell you that even though you didn't say the whole thing, if you inferred it, you'd get in trouble. Omar Mar, Umayinadorim over Baal Yahuwah Baal um, if Nadorim you don't keep, you're over delaying and you're over profaning your words. So Bishlem about Yachan and Nadorim. Now the more is going back to something we quoted earlier. So I understand how you can take a vow and unholy it. You can profane it. You can you can ignore your promise. Kigod Omar Kikurzu Ochel, you promised I'm gonna eat this loaf and you didn't eat it. Over Mishum Bao you turned your promise into something not, uh, you made it in vain. Baal Yachad Varuk. Ela, Baal Yachad Aziros, how can you do an Aziros in vain? How would that work? Heki Mishkach So now, now that we've established that we have this strong connection to the, the vows of Nazar, to the regular vows, and we have a concept with regular vows of uh, you can make a vow in vain and you're in trouble. So how do you make an Aziros in vain? Uh, so the Mora's question is, and why is Nizir's? Once you promise to be a Nazir, guess what? You turn into a Nazir. Uh, and uh, if you eat something, grapes, you're in trouble. So what, what would happen? How would a double Nazir look? Uh, how, would, how, would, how would profaning your Nazir vein uh, a vow work. So Amarava Lavalo Bishnayim. Maybe um maybe it comes to tell you that uh a person if he eats grapes he'll get double. If he drinks wine he'll get double. In other words the it's true there is no uh it's you can't uh 
profaning your vein means a vow means you made a vow and it doesn't come true. I swear I will eat this and you don't eat this. But if you swear I'm a Nazar, you turn into a Nazar automatically. So really there is no way to unnuzzer you, <laughs> to profane your Nazar vow. So then what does this Pasuk come to teach you by Nazar? It comes to teach you that if you ignore your Nazar vow, you'll get two sins. So uh, what about well, delaying it's, your Nazar? Meaning, meaning by eating or drinking, yeah? Yeah. In mm-hmm. other words, an acid, if he doesn't do that, he's still a Nazar. Mm-hmm. Because that's how regardless. Right. There has to be, in other words... There has so then to how did you make your vow in vain? There has to be some sort of asiya, some sort of action that connected the Nazirus. Well, the question was, but what do we need? Why are we being repetitive? If you say that we're um, telling you that uh, there's a specific sin for making it in vain, but over here there's nothing to do in vain. Umar says it's, it's telling you that if you don't keep your Nazir, Nazir laws, you're in double trouble. Um, so back to the Gemara. But what about the second part? Uh, what about um, Baltakar Naziras? We said two things. One is you can profane a vow, and that doesn't apply to Nazir. So, but what about delaying your vow? Also, as soon as you say, I'm a Nazar, you become one, of, if you promise, I'm going to bring a Corbin, and you never bring it, so then you've delayed. Whereas if you promise to be a Nazar, you become a Nazar immediately. So how can there be a, how can the, the halacha of delaying your Naziris apply? So, Heiki Mishkan, the key even to Amarini Nazar, Havilei Nazar, as soon as you said, I'll be a Nazar, you become one. Ochel, uh, as soon as you eat a great Kimle, Bao Yochel. So the Gemara answered, that instead of saying, I'm a Nazar, you said, When I'm in the mood, I'll be a Nazar. When I want to, I'll be a Nazar. So then, if you push it off too long, we say, wait a second, don't you remember you promised you'd be a Nazar? So, that, that, so that's a case where you get in trouble for delaying your Nazar vow. Um, the Gemara said, well, if you deliberately said, whenever I'm in the mood... So then that you, you, you can't be guilty of delaying. You said, when I want. Delaying means you promised and you didn't keep your promise. No, I, my promise was when I want to. <laughs> I just haven't wanted to. So Al-Gumura doesn't like that answer. So Amar he go to Amar Lo after Mina Olam Achei Nazar. He said, I'll never leave this world without doing it. It's a different He didn't say what I want. He said, I promise I'll do it before I die. The man who shait to have a Nazar. And from that moment on, he better become a Nazar. Me did have Amr Ishto. Or, for example, if a person tells their wife, here's your divorce, one hour before I die. So she's not allowed to eat truma because uh, we never know when he'll die. Because any second he could die. Well, guess what? You would say the same thing over here. If he promised to be a Nazar before he dies, he'll have to be a Nazar right away. Because he could die right now. So basically, we're back to the drawing board. We want to figure out, we said there's a concept with vows that you, if you make a promise, there's also a delay in keeping your promise. You know, politicians, they make promises and they never keep them, right? They're delaying. They, they, they said that they would do this and this and this. It didn't happen. So how does that apply to being a Nazar is our question. Uh, because, uh, so uh, we're back to the drawing board. What, where, what's the scenario of a delay in being a Nazar? Okay, have a good Shabbos, everyone.